Hyperion Audio presents Witches of East End by Melissa De La Cruz Performed by Katie Shore When shall we three meet again? In thunder, lightning, or in rain? When the hurly-burly's done, when the battle's lost and won. Shakespeare, Macbeth. It is possible that some Walesirgian chose to abandon Valhalla and settle in various parts of the country, where they began a new existence as witches. From Encyclopedia of Things That Never Were, by Michael Page and Robert Inkpen. Prologue the town at the edge of nowhere. Northampton did not exist on any map, which made locating the small, insular community on the very edge of the Atlantic coast something of a conundrum to outsiders, who were known to wander in by chance, only to find it impossible to return. So that the place, with its remarkably empty silver sand beaches, rolling green fields, and imposing, rambling farmhouses, became more of a half-remembered dream than a memory. Like Brigadoon, it was shrouded in fog and rarely came into view. Perpetually damp, even during its brilliant summers, its denizens were a tight-knit, clubby group of families who had been there for generations. In Northampton, unlike the rest of Long Island, there were still potato farmers and deep-sea fishermen who made a living from their harvests. Salty sea breezes blew sweetly over the rippling blue waters, the shoals were heavy with clam and scallop, and the rickety restaurants served up the local specialties of porgies, blowfish, and clam chowder made with tomatoes, never milk. The modern age had made almost no impression on the pleasant surroundings. There were no ugly strip malls or any indication of 21st century corporate enterprise to ruin the picturesque landscape. Across from the township was Gardner's Island, now abandoned and left to ruin. Longer than anyone could remember, the manor house, Fairhaven, had been empty and unoccupied, a relic in the gloaming. Owned by the same family for hundreds of years, no one had seen hide or hair of the Gardners for decades. Rumors circulated that the once illustrious clan could no longer afford its upkeep or that the line had withered and died with its last and final heir. Yet Fairhaven and its land remained untouched and had never been sold. It was the house that time forgot, the eaves below its peaked roof filled with leaves, the paint chipped, and the columns cracked as it sunk slowly toward dilapidation. The island's boat docks rotted and sagged. Ospreys made their homes on the unadulterated beaches, the forests around the house grew thick and dense. Then one night, in the early winter, there was a sickening crunch, a terrible noise, as if the world were ripping open. The wind howled and the ocean raged. Bill and Maura Thatcher, married caretakers from a neighboring estate, were walking their dogs along the Northampton shore when they heard an awful sound from across the water. What was that? Bill asked trying to calm the dogs. It sounded like it came from there, Maura said, 
pointing to Gardner's Island. They stared at Fairhaven, where a light had appeared in the manor's northernmost window. Look at that, Mo, Bill said. I didn't know the house had been rented. New owners, maybe? Mora asked. Fairhaven looked the same as it always did, its windows like half-lidded eyes, its shabby doorway sagging like a frowning old man. Mora took the dogs by the grass, but Bill continued to stare, scratching his beard. Then quick as a blink, the light went out, and the house was dark again. But now there was someone in the fog, and they were no longer alone. The dogs barked sharply at the steadily approaching figure, and the old groundskeeper realized his heart was pounding in his chest, while his wife looked terrified.